0: I must be face. I need a tip she out. Welcome to
1: the
0: ninety podcast. This is your boy, Chris, along with...
1: Your boy Steve, in this Whoops. NBA tip-off time, you didn't you know. Know it?
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, right. <laughs> this is a great time, man. What a time!
1: What a time to be alive! To
0: be alive. <laughs> are we talking teams? Are we talking teams? <laughs> yes, we are today. <laughs>
1: Yo, it's crazy.
0: Oh, man, this is great. We got to see some great basketball last night. I felt like a fiend watching that game. I don't know if
1: it was, was great basketball, but it was solid.
0: You see, we had the energy at like
1: a 15. No, you had energy at a 15.
0: Yeah, and then you took it down to like a 6.
1: You came in here on a 25 out of a 10.
0: you damn right. Today's been a good day.
1: Today has been a good day. Please. Basketball
0: started! Luca plays at 8:30. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, this man is turned up. I'll, I'll, I'm not even gonna do it. You're, okay. You're, you're already turned. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Already I and I didn't you. even start smoking yet. That's a, that's a crazy <laughs> thing. So, the first thing we're gonna do before we get into the. The game, Lakers are trash! I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on that
0: one. I'm going to disagree, too. I just felt like I kind of <laughs> wanted to throw that out there. I feel like there's a lot of... Everybody's overblowing this. Like, it's one yeah, of 82. It's Sorry. Good, it's good
1: clickbait. Um, but, so, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to give our predictions for our final four. We're going to be in the Eastern Warfare Conference, and then who we feel like is actually going to win the championship. And then, obviously, we're going to go with our take on last night's two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, My man, Fred Van Vliet. He's actually one of my hard players in the league right now. Light skin wonder. With the waves. Ooh, this shit's spinning. I'm not mad about that.
0: They got Uh, Pascal Siakam.
1: So, let's set it off. Who are the teams you see being the final two in the East? The Eastern Conference Championship, who do you think the matchup is?
0: Oh, I honestly, I see it as uh, the Bucks. Versus the Celtics. Mm. Yeah. I see the Bucks going through Philly.
1: And uh, surprisingly, I agree. A lot of other people have chosen Philly as the best team. I still don't believe in them until I actually see them do it. I just don't. I don't. I never liked the whole Ben Simmons and Embiid thing on court together. They don't
0: mesh. They don't mesh very well. I've said that the thing
1: that they should have done was trade Embiid. Yeah. That's what I'm that, that's my thing. I'm more you, of a Honestly guy.
0: speaking, the trade out there, first of all, first of all, uh this is I'm gonna completely derail this real quickly. I don't know what's wrong with Buddy Healed, Jalen Brown, or uh what is it? Um Well they all signed extensions. Sabonis? Well
1: they all signed extensions.
0: Yeah, not the Max. I'm not leaving no money on the table especially for organizations like that. There's no way you're going to tell me I want to play in Boston that much that I'm going to sacrifice close to like $20 million. Healed, I'm not giving up $50 million on the table when I could have signed that contract that I could have signed and then you tell me that I can get to other places with incentives and one of those incentives is making the finals. Fuck you. Uh, Fuck you, Kings. How dare, how dare you put that in front of my face when you guys didn't even make the finals when you had Weber. Get out of
1: here. That's also very strange. Um, yeah. No, let's, Well how food. Well, let's go back to the conference finals, and then we'll, that—that's a great thing to talk about. We're we'll talking about that. Uh, I'm after. sorry,
0: I needed to get that out of the way because it was heavy on my mind all day. So we
1: both pretty much agree it's gonna be the Celtics versus the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And out of those two, who do you think is gonna go?
0: Ooh, it's it's interesting because. I kind of want to wait two months into the season before I make that determination just because I don't know who the third piece for Milwaukee is going to be.
1: And see, that's exactly why I'm going to say the Celtics. Because I don't <laughs> think there is a third piece.
0: And I fully get that. But I also feel like there's the level of where they could trade for somebody. There's enough pieces and they still have cat things there. I think it's also very interesting that... Well, I, this is a slight caveat, but... Giannis made the call today and saying that it'd be very hard to resign with Milwaukee if they don't do well this year. And honestly, I don't see a reason for him to resign
1: with them if they don't do well this year. But isn't watch well? So they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last season. I think so. Is he saying if we don't make the finals, I'm leaving? Is he saying if we don't win the finals, I think there's I think there's is a Is he saying if we don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm leaving? That's the question I'm I think that right. there's
0: a clear line of demarcation where you can look at this and kinda say, We would know whether the team is better than what it was last year, and that doesn't necessarily indicate record or anything else like that. Like when we watch them play
1: on the court well, it's not a record. This is just how far you advance. You play I don't even years. think
0: I don't even think it necessarily has to do anything with advancing because to assume that you're going to do the same thing that you did last year with a slightly older cast around you because while I understand uh, Brogdon got traded away because Milwaukee didn't want to give him that money, he was still a 50-40-90 guy. And, yeah, he has some injury concerns, but guys like that help truly space the floor for Giannis and you virtually replace him with Wes Matthews and Robin Lopez, I think that if we hear any rumblings about how the team isn't really gelling together with the new pieces and they are not playing as well and Giannis isn't off to this hot start the way how people are expecting him to, I think that there's a caveat there. The reason why I put the Bucks there is because I just feel that Giannis, with whatever... Hopefully, progression in his game that he made over the summer, especially playing overseas and everything else like that, I hope that he goes there. There's a scenario which he doesn't make it because I feel that he might have overplayed too much during the summer. Mm. Where it probably would have served you better taking the summer off to just work on skills because we know your jump shot is there and... Your passing needs a lot of improvement. Your playmaking ability right. needs a lot more improvement. And I feel that maybe taking a summer <laughs> off to work on those two aspects would have been better. But I, I still put my faith in the Bucks if it comes down there because I still feel that the playoffs is the biggest indicator of talent. And Giannis' talent, I believe, even individually, is far better than anything the Celtics have, even as a collection, just because... I feel like they lost their defensive anchor, in now Horford. And in losing that, you don't have the same liberty anywhere. You know, it's like, right. and for the first time, it's like you're putting a lot on the fact that Campbell Walker, Jason Tatum, and now the newly signed Jalen Brown, all make these steps, and and, and Gordon. You see what I'm saying? It's like he's almost an afterthought, which is horrible to say. Because he doesn't really pop up in the main conversation of players that you're counting on, but like to assume that there's no regression from Hayden, Hayward, that um, Tatum actually goes back to what he was close to the year one, and Jalen finally finds some offense to go along with that defense, plus whatever Kemba does, I'm not sure if they're the combination that screams there.
1: You see, good... <clears throat> you see, you're wrong, and here's why. That's no, my Stephen A. impersonation you know? <laughs> No. You should have but... seen my face. I gave you the Kyrie face for a second. Like, Excuse me. <laughs> like, you didn't, even if I was, you didn't have to say it like that. That was just... No, um, I'm going with the Celts because, and again, everybody, these are just our wild predictions, but uh, I'm going with the Celts because I don't trust the rest of Giannis's cast. Um, your second best player is Chris Middleton Uh who I think that three people we just named even Gordon Harold as an avatar might be better than him that concerns me and I also and of course there's no proof of this I do think they're going to run a lot of small ball and they can space the floor out like everybody that we just named can actually shoot which I like right um, I feel like in a seven-game series, there's a possibility that they can outscore the Bucks.
0: But Milwaukee's defense is set around making average three-pointers and low-percentage three-pointers shoot the ball where you're putting it out there. And the thing is is that but even most, if you have a scenario in which Giannis is on the floor and these four guys are out there, who guards Giannis? Because the moment he goes into that paint, it's a rat. And mind you, it's not so, like he's so, an anchor that isn't going to be out there on the
1: wing either. Remember last week we were talking about, well, having LeBron and AD, you don't want to let one of them score. This is a situation where you can kind of let Giannis average 50 points a game and the Bucks still might lose. Like, Chris Middleton is not somebody who I feel like I'm scared of all seven games. I don't think it's... Eric think Bledsoe, it's, we both we're both are uh, overpaid. Yeah. They don't have Miritich anymore. You know
0: that, like, it actually threw me off when I was watching the ringer the other day. When they were just like, they never heard of the, uh, that's, uh, that's Sunny. He's making his complimentary entry into the podcast <laughs> every week. Um, no, the thing was, is just that when they were saying like, Eric Bledsoe at one point was called Mini LeBron. Yeah. Um,
1: and I remember hearing that. And I yeah, was just like,
0: how did other people not
1: hear that? Like, Yeah. I mean, he wears LeBron. He's like a LeBron athlete. He wears LeBron sneakers. there definitely a yeah, the like, And he never really... Feel that so,
0: not even close. I mean, he gets money, but
1: <laughs> he gets money. He has a lot of nice LeBron sneakers. But other than that, yeah, um, it's,
0: I, yeah, Uh I mean, I'm still saying I think that the overwhelming talent on the court is yeah. the thing that's going to the drive is series. By far the most talented player. Right, I just don't just trust saying, the rest like, of his do cast. Do you think that you could get twenty out of Middleton and then maybe twenty out of everybody else? No. You don't think you could get 20 points in a playoff series with
1: Giannis on the floor and Middleton there? Not consistently. I mean, Middleton is an average 20 now in a regular season.
0: I think I think that this is a year that he makes some move up and he gets to that 20 point marker That's there. the thing. Like,
1: I feel like he's plateaued. I don't think he becomes a better player. How old is Middleton now? Um,
0: I think he's like
1: 26 or so. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get much 26, better. 27? Like he is who he is. Like I don't think that he's gonna get much better. I think he's a seventeen, eighteen point. I don't necess-
0: I don't necessarily think it has to be, uh, skill wise much better. I think maybe he just becomes more efficient with his, thing there, and I don't think it necessarily moves out from there.
1: Uh, and I, and it's just like even with Giannis and Middleton, I don't trust Eric Bledsoe, and Robin Lopez and Brooke Lopez. I think they're gonna to try to play all. What of about them my the man better. Wes Matthews? His, his best years are done. I, I was a big West Matthews fan before the injury, but it's that he's Achilles, definitely, that he's a, definitely a different player. Like, trust he was, me, I he was, know, he
0: was a borderline. Oh, <laughs> trust me, a bad fan. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. Because when he was healthy with the Trailblazers, like, him and Dame was like when it was him and they that Dame that first year, and they had this is before they trade, but they had La- LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, that mm-hmm. was like a team. Like, yep, that was a team. That was a good team. I like that team. But did the LaMarcus didn't want to stay West Matthews got the injury Batum wanted to get that Max money And You know So That's just kinda How I look at it But we'll see I think it's gonna be A good matchup Um Most people are really Taking the Sixers Like I said I just don't I didn't like what I saw Last year in the playoffs When they lost to Kawhi It's not just the shot it, I feel like I feel like The way they played Cause I thought the Sixers Would've took it last year but I feel like they're going to have the same exact problems.
0: I think, yeah, I think in the immortal words of Bomani Jones, I think that the Sixers shall suffer from something known as lemon booty.
1: <clears throat> i the second time you said this on the pod.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> Bomani Jones is the man. How dare you? <laughs> no, but I just feel that when the pressure gets tight, all these skills and stuff like that somewhat revert. And I think that that's like a huge, it's a huge pressure cooker. For guys, that the skills that they worked on during the years and all these other different things that they did, it doesn't necessarily reflect itself when it's ideal. And I think that Ben Simmons goes back to being a non-shooter in a playoff series. I don't think he's going to be some dominant shooter this year at all. Oh, never.
1: He's never going to be. I don't think he has a dominant shooter. My issue is just like, it's even more basic than that. They added Al Horford, which seems great, especially against Giannis, but it's like you crowd the floor. You compound the issue you had already last season with. Which is
0: too many big men. Yeah, so it's like so that. you
1: have Embiid and you have Al Horford helping, they both can step out, but then you add Ben Simmons, you basically have three big men. And then you have Tobias Harris, who's what six eight. Yep. You basically got three power forwards in the center out there.
0: And you also have this new guy that's a rookie out over there who's another wing that everybody's raving about his defense but also says his offense isn't there yet. And then he goes like how many non shooters can you have on the floor at the same time? And I'm also not particularly impressed with Brett Brown.
1: Oh like, yeah. I don't I don't no. I mean he basically only has his job because um Jerry Colangelo's not there. Because if Colangelo was still there, he would have got fired.
0: I think there was a part where Hinky would have made that move if Hinky had saw the thing. I think that the move that they made, which was the mistake, was hey, you should have Simmons there. And you know what? There's a sneaky good trade-out over there where you could have gotten a couple draft picks and and Beal for Embiid.
1: Probably. Yeah. And
0: imagine how that works with Beal and uh, Simmons. And, and then Simmons you have,
1: and Tobias Harris. Right,
0: because now you have that guy. You move somebody that's in the paint, and yeah, you're moving away a fantastic, arguably... I don't even think it's arguably... I think he is the league's best center.
1: Yeah, because Anthony Davis refuses to play center.
0: Yeah, I don't blame him. I wouldn't <laughs> either. Like, fuck that.
1: I'm not doing that. Well, Anthony Davis plays center would be Anthony Davis. But well, right, you're right. Joel Embiid is, right. is the best center in the league. And
0: I, and I just think that like you just moved oh, oh, a lot although, from although, out of the
1: way. Although, although, there's a... You would a take... Go- Jokic. Jokic? Huh. It is Jokic. You
0: see, then what I do is after a while is I start matching them, matching him up one-on-one when I start making that comparison after a point, and I don't think there's a scenario. I think Jokic has the better team. I don't think that it's necessarily, by the way, that's a sneaky pick that I'm going to make coming
1: up soon. But You're picking Nuggets to good to oworsham yep Yep. That's, that's the hot take. That's the hottest of takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hot take. Wow. No,
0: but I, but I honestly feel that I think, in a one-on-one situation or even in a team situation, Jokic has the better team. I don't think that it's necessarily where he's the better player.
1: Mm.
0: He has better pieces that complement his
1: game around him. Yeah, but I think like and I think that's the challenge with me, like in comparison. I feel like Jokic and Embiid have a different skill set.
0: And guess what? Here's here's the kicker though. Both teams, in my opinion, would probably remain... I I do see the Sixers being a little bit better
1: if Jokic, if Jokic
0: on is on Philly and Embiid is on Denver, but I feel that Denver would finally be that true threat that everybody thinks that they are because of the I way think, that they you know, play. You know
1: what's funny? I think actually that might be the trade because now that you say it, I feel like the Sixers are better as well because you have a big... You have Jokic who... Likes to play a lot of high screen and he hands the ball off a lot to Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, which would be perfect for Ben Simmons. And Sanders. he also
0: does not stay in the paint as much as people think he does because right. of his ball he, handling.
1: Skills. He does a lot of high screen and roll. He has, I feel like he has a better jump shot than Joel Embiid in my opinion, and he's a better passer. So I feel like passing,
0: yes. Know. Well, yeah, passing and jump shot, yes. I think yeah. the trade off is defense. Oh yeah, I feel like Phil- Yeah, but I feel like on Philly. Might enough, better. Yeah, but I feel like on Philly, there's enough. Yeah. there's enough pieces around there that him and Simmons can operate. Honestly, that it sounds
1: crazy, but that actually should be.
0: there might actually should be. Somebody might need to look into that. I've never even thought about it. Right now, I think that would like if they were like, "Yo, we're gonna do this straight up."
1: Yeah, I don't know if the money matches up. I don't know off the top of my head.
0: Eh, I mean, if you can, okay. When I mean straight up, but category. I mean like, yeah. I if you, you if yeah. the if the crux of the trade is Joel for Jokic, yeah, and you're able to pull that trade off, I
1: feel like it I think it both benefits
0: both teams tremendously in a way that it didn't before because I feel that there's a plateau error out over there now. Obviously, we don't, we have not seen either of these teams play. Right for the season because this is Wednesday. And did they? Yeah, they definitely. Did they play each other last season? Maybe once. I don't. I don't know if they played head to head. you know right. we gotta get like a tablet or something yeah. to look this stuff up while we yeah. do it. But at well, this,
1: well, to be fair, this 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 topic is totally a little off subject. What yeah. we're Talking
0: about. But I that's the reason why I don't. I'm not necessarily in love with Philly because I don't know how that works. I feel like. Even if you ran a small ball combination, I feel like the problem there is that you have, you can only have so many guys out over there in order to maximize your value. And the thing is, is that I feel like even if you ran a total uh, death lineup, which whatever version of it is that you want to, where you're just basically running out Wouldn't a couple be. guards, a mobile power forward, and maybe two small forwards. Or, oh, no, I'm talking about any team going against Philly. Oh, right,
1: right. I right.
0: think that in a crunch time situation, you expose how old some of these guys are there, too. It's well, one my, of the reasons why I don't believe in... Is, uh,
1: more so than that. It's like, so Tobias Harris is your best shooter at that point, And I don't know what type Tobias Harris looks like in the fourth quarter of a game six or game I don't, seven.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't believe... That Tobias Harris is that guy that I need in the fourth
1: quarter. I don't believe of a game, but and I would give him a chance to see. You know what I mean? But I, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it. But unfortunately, he is by far right now. JJ Reddick not being there, their best shooter.
0: Right, and <laughs> then I'm saying it's just that like, Tobias Harris isn't coming off screens. He's not doing the pin downs. He's not. He's not. He's not going to replicate what's JJ's it? game. Well, He's not going well, to replicate Clay's game, which is to, important
1: to space the floor. Here's the thing: to be fair, that's not his fault. Um, he came off a lot of screens and picks um, when he was in Orlando and when he was with um, Los Angeles. It's just that the offense is not because he, he was a primary scorer. Right, he can't do it. They're just not running that it's offense. It's not
0: conducive for him, and that's and that's
1: kind of that's kinda, where he is in the pecking order. Which is so we reason. basically agree, yeah, yeah. The only thing, thing we disagree on is you think the Bucks are going to the finals. I think the Celtics are going to the finals. The Wait, reason yeah. why, I,
0: the, somewhat the reason why I think that, and I think that this is a last-ditch effort by the Celtics mm-hmm. because there is a part of me and that thinks that the Celtics are kind of over, and I know I spoke about this last week where I kind of feel that they have so much talent.
1: I have a hot take too, but...
0: That they weren't able to necessarily maximize that one window because you made that trade. Mm-hmm. For Kyrie. I think that the Celtics. Sorry about that. Uh, got a phone call during the middle of this. I feel that the Celtics have maximized their talent, and I don't think there's a situation. I kind of feel like them having Kyrie stopped them from getting AD, and I kind of feel like there was a scenario out there where if you put AD on that team. Well, I mean, with everything else like that. That's what their goal that was. Their team- goal
1: was to put AD with Kyrie.
0: Right, but you couldn't do it that way because it would have only been able to happen so under the off season because of the way how this. the
1: contracts are set up. I was gonna do this hot take later, but I guess I'll just do it now. You know, AD hasn't agreed to extend his contract with the Lakers, and obviously, everybody's like we said, is overblown with this one game. If things don't work out the way AD and Lebron, mm-hmm. AD still could go to the Celtics. It would be insane. I don't but- see him ever doing that. I mean, I don't see it He had the opportunity to go
0: When it was basically confirmed that Kyrie wasn't coming back to the Celtics And he still chose the Lakers in order to go to By his own volition Understanding everything that was going on with Kyrie And the fact that he wanted to get out of there I don't see him going there But no, but that's the thing
1: Anthony Davis would only have went to the Celtics If he had another player to play with That's the thing so it's like that's that's the whole thing Kyrie leaving is the reason he wouldn't go but also his father don't want to play there but I'm just saying if things don't work out in LA and you still want to be a, you still want to play because and we'll get into the LeBron thing later if things don't work out in LA for whatever various reasons who else is a contender in a weaker conference who has pieces to send to Los Angeles I'm not even that's sure that's what if, I'm looking at like I'm that. not even
0: sure if he's looking at it from necessarily
1: the well, no, it's the beginning of the season. Probably not. No, no, but I mean, I just,
0: meant from, it's, I it's, meant from the, I meant from the conference standpoint. Oh, let me just go to the weaker conference. I think this has, I'm in a good situation out over here. There's a potential for me to make a lot, a lot of off court money, more money than I'm probably gonna make from this contract off court, which is another, which is another reason why like Katie. 20- Look, another reason why Katie went to the Warriors that most people don't like to talk about is the fact that this man had all the benefits from being that close to Silicon Valley. Harrison Barnes talked about this. He was like, yo, I was able to make connections and invest in these companies.
1: Yeah, and Iggy as well. Because I was
0: there, like and I and, believe that there a lot, right? And I feel that you being in LA versus you being in Boston is just far better for your brand if you're trying to brand yourself the as these next guys. Here's the
1: thing. I don't disagree because Boston has a legacy of, of basketball and just sports in general. Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics. Give me, and, the guy, give me the guy that's and, making Max,
0: like, outside of Tom
1: Brady? And it's 2019. Um, any opportunity is available to you now. I mean, it's outside really of Big, big of Poppy deal. and
0: Tom Brady, like, who was the last guy out over there that was, like, national Celtics? Like, nationally, like, Paul Pierce? Then you got to go back to Bird?
1: Well... Like what I'm that's, saying that's is to do with the market. That has to do with the talent. That's what I'm
0: different. saying is just
1: that, like it's I think that is LA just, talent. I think LA just
0: sells better from a global standpoint and than the what Celtics.
1: I, what I'm saying is, I just feel like it's 2019, and that whole New York LA thing is just totally overblown.
0: I I would say it for the Knicks, but when you have LeBron James, who has all this, and it looks like there's a genuine succession plan to get you to this next stage. Where, dude, all you have to do, like, all I'm saying is, get back to the playoffs. Get it back to the playoffs, get out of the first round, even if you lose in the second round, whatever.
1: They're going to make the playoffs, for sure.
0: Of course, but what I'm saying is, well, there's the cop, if they all stay healthy, they will make the playoffs. I think they
1: will, I think they're going to make
0: the playoffs. Right, right, but what I'm saying is, there is a scenario that everybody gets hurt. That is terrible. It's a sh- I'm, I'm just, like, if I we're going to put all cards on the I table, like there's a the, the very negative possibility that everybody gets hurt. This all goes to shit. It's a problem. What are we doing? Boom. My thing is, is just that I think that there's a very good scenario that Anthony Davis just stays there rather than going to Boston. I don't see the reason to go east. Especially yeah. not when I'm already in one of the largest media markets already. What do I get from leaving this market? For the first time Which is one of the reasons Why he wanted to get out Of New Orleans Which is to be In a global market And Boston is not A global market They wish they were New York
1: Well no I don't think
0: Boston Wishes they were New York They wish that they were New York From a media standpoint Yes they do but I don't think
1: that they do Not from a basketball standpoint Because the Knicks Is sorry No I just think That people with Boston In general Have a lot of pride And I don't think That they give a fuck About being in New York At all <laughs> I don't think A lot of people Boston
0: Plus it's Boston I don't want to have to at
1: all. <laughs> That's a different conversation. It's not really. So, <laughs> as so, I pour another the, glass the, of this fancy beer. Let's, let's move on to the Western Conference. So, obviously, you think it's going to be the Nuggets and who else? Oh, the Lakers. The Nuggets and the Lakers? Uh-huh. Wow. So, just even though this might make the conversation a little bit longer, how do you think that that seeding is going to play out? So, you see the Lakers as a one or a two seed? Mmm... Cause uh, they, so, because you're saying, No, nah, I see them as three and four. So you think the Lakers? So, who, well, here's the question: so the real question is, who do you think is going to beat the Clippers? The Lakers going to beat the Clippers in the playoffs, or the Nuggets going to beat the Clippers in the playoffs? I think
0: the Lakers beat the Clippers in the playoffs, and the Clippers are the two seed. The Lakers are the three. Nuggets are the four. Surprisingly, I'm going with Portland as the number one.
1: You think Portland's going to be the one seed?
0: I think there's a I think there's a huge caveat there for continuity and the fact that you're coming in there you know your system you basically plugged in one guy for the next and you already know what you are you're not really trying to figure out anything else like that what I think what happens is is that with the Nuggets because they're still a relatively younger team esque Mm -hmm. that they go through some trial and tribulations throughout the course of the year but they eventually figure it out stay as the number four I think the Houston Rockets finish as the fifth you already know my personal take on this one even if it's either the Houston Rockets finish first or fifth.
1: That's a big jump.
0: In the West, I'm thinking it's like a four
1: game difference. So don't think I don't think at the top. I don't think I don't
0: think anything is going to be that.
1: You think it's going to be that tight at the top?
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I think I think the playoff guys in the West are going to be all separated by a couple of games when it's all said and done. Like it's going to be like a five or six game thing. Where like, yo, one of our stars or one of our guys either had like an ankle thing that kept him out for a week. Or something else like that. And that's the thing that moves us down so far down this list. I don't think it's going to be anything where any one of these teams are going to be that dominant. There's no true dominant team anymore in the league. Like where you pencil in the, late, pencil in the Warriors and you go like, okay, you're either one or two this year. Or like any other year and you kind of go like, you're one. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no chalk out over here. You have to parse this out, and what I think what happens is, is that I think it's going to be the Lakers versus the Nuggets, but I think that the true that the true Western Conference Finals things, which is almost the same way how it happened last year, is going to happen in the uh, in the uh, semifinals. Right. Where the teams that matched up in the semifinals mm-hmm. were far better playing each other than what happened in the conference finals.
1: See that. See, Because I
0: feel like the, the Sixers versus the Raptors was a far more competitive series oh, yeah,
1: of course.
0: than the Bucks versus that one, especially once they put Kawhi on Giannis and they shut that down. It, it was just like, this isn't a contest anymore. Same thing how over there on the other side, where it's just like, yo, all these teams are playing each other and it just
1: wasn't fair on the other end. Yeah, that's the reason why I don't trust the Bucks. They're up 2-0 and I feel like they just choked. Um,. Yeah, I guess I'm going to just, like, play it safe. I still think it's going to be the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Um, Again, it all depends on seeding. The Nuggets, I don't know if I trust Jamal Murray and Gary Harris in the playoffs in a Game 7, especially if they don't have. I don't think it gets to a Game
0: 7, depending on who they play because i say that the lakers knock off the clippers because we're going to get to this obviously in the second half of there but i do think that it's a little overblown and when you look at the top 8 players from each team and you project them out in terms of talent i think that one team has more talent than the other ones for their top 8 players cuz we know that playoff rosters aren't going 10 12 11 deep uh, not
1: in the playoffs the, Not in the playoffs. The Clippers might.
0: Not in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Yeah. All, all, benches get, all benches end up running a Coach K lineup once it gets to the playoffs. We stagger your minutes out. You guys will play at least eight at max. Nine guys deep. But I don't think you can. I, I think it takes a long time to go back in history to find out how many guys in a finals or a playoff series that was really running 10 deep
1: think the Clippers are going to run 10
0: I I don't see it.
1: And the reason I say that is because you won't have a choice. That's yeah. part of it, but it's just like you're going to want to. So I thought that the Clippers were going to try to trade Mo Harkless for Iguodala or or it still might happen. But I feel like... If I'm the Grizzlies, I never let that man go just because I understand what that
0: does with him as a free agent. I let him stay there, and you know what I let him do? I let him every day in practice. It's the same thing I said for the Maps. where they should have picked him up. You have him lock up, and you have him stay on your rookie, whether it's John Morant, whether it's Luka. That's my thought process that I was taking behind. You let him every day work out as much... Defense as possible on that man, and you just force him to get better.
1: Yeah, but I don't think all is that defender anymore. No, I'm saying in practice, not during the game. But, well, obviously, I'm, I'm saying in practice, I don't think that that's what he wants to do. I mean, he's talking about retiring, but. um... Right, but I'm saying, like, if I'm not
0: letting you out your contract and you're not formally he, putting in retirement, you're, you're things, asking
1: him to do something, he. It's 2019, this is not 1976. So it would be like, no. Um,. But that's totally off subject. I just feel like the Clippers will run 10 because they can and it's, like, worth it to do it. I mean, they're just so deep. So, you got, obviously, Kawhi and Paul George. Paul George not back yet. You got Mo Heartless. Like, I didn't even realize it last night. I'm watching the game. I'm like, and he's a solid wing that you can also throw out against LeBron in case Paul George or Kawhi get into foul trouble. That's why I say that. Patrick Beverly's definitely gonna play. Lou Williams is definitely gonna play. Montres Harold's def- that's what I'm saying. Like right, but, then look, gonna- but
0: then look what you just said. Those are only six guys right there. Are you gonna play Zubach? Like Zubach gets munched by some of these guys. Well you well again, that's my thing. You're playing I mean, Shamit, so then okay, so now you get to eight, but now you're running more guard heavy than anything else that Again, You might have
1: to play Zubach if Montrez Harold gets in trouble. It's the playoffs. My thing is, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they're going to play better. They're going to play better in the playoffs. Right. They're so going to get these guys in the so foul trouble. So who are, so are i What I'm saying is they're going to... Well, you never
0: gave your Western Conference guys, so...
1: Yeah, the Lakers and the Clippers. Oh, so that's how you think this is going to be? So, right? the, uh, yeah, so, so
0: last night was just game one of what we would hope to be eleven games?
1: Yeah, because I just see too many flaws in the other teams. My thing with the Nuggets is... You damn near lost to the Spurs last year in the playoffs, and then you lost to Portland, which you probably shouldn't have, even though, like, James might one of the hurt players in the league. Right. You almost lost to the Spurs. Then you lose to Portland. So I don't really have much faith in you guys in the playoffs, especially going up against two veteran teams like the Clippers and the Lakers. No, Portland um, is still probably going to be terrible at defense. They didn't really address it, um, unless Hassan Whiteside decides that he just wants to win. And he also
0: is trying to get another contract, so free he starts yeah. playing in the contract. But this we is haven't another seen. Reason why I try we have we haven't seen that discount yet. contract
1: years when yeah. players are playing because I feel like we, we we haven't seen that. Houston has the talent, and they probably should because. But I just don't sure James Harden and Westbrook in the playoffs. They might Like you said They might end up Being a one seed They might end up Being a two I seed even tr- I don't even I don't Generally trust, them, the trust
0: them During the regular season Because I don't believe That Westbrook Remains this three point Non-efficient Non
1: You know I don't see him Being this guy All year I feel like But you see what I mean I just don't trust them In the playoffs So I wouldn't pick them Certainly not The Spurs When they make the playoffs They're not going To the damn Western Conference Finals Of course not Golden State's not going To the damn Western Conference Finals Even though there are People online Talking about No sleep on Golden State I'm sorry Golden State fans you're know, not going to watch the finals. You know what? There's You know, might get bumped out the second round.
0: I didn't realize how injured they were when we were doing everything. I did. No, no, I'm talking about Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah, that's I what really I'm saying. That's I why didn't know. So I'm, I'm saying. I didn't realize that they were that injured, and therefore, there is actually a distinct possibility they don't even make the playoffs. For, and to be perfectly frank with you. I would be okay with them not making the playoffs. But
1: you see, th- and that maybe that's why we had such a difference on our last part. Right, because I didn't because, know that right. these guys were injured. And that's why I was saying, I was just like, I don't want to see Steph play, though. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying now? Yeah, right. I'm yeah, like, I, I don't want Yeah, that's what I'm I saying.
0: I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. it
1: was still and uh, Willie like, stein was there. Yeah, I'm like, I, I didn't
0: realize all these guys were injured. Yeah. So then it's just like, oh, I didn't and, realize and that you Steve, were running this. And,
1: and what I learned later is, is that Steve Kerr just was like, well, we're not going to bring Clay Thompson. And I was like, well, I don't want to see Steph. Although like, you have whole, to be honest with you, most
0: ACLs take about a year. And because he hurt himself that late. Yeah. I wouldn't rush to bring him back. Right. Like, Do but, li- take and, off the year. It's and okay. that's what I'm
1: saying. Because, you know, I've talked to other people who are Golden State fans. There are actually a lot of Golden State fans here on the East Coast. It's just like, I like Steph a lot. I don't want to see Steph go out there playing a full load season. That's why I said I want to see Steph play 50 games. Although he's not a Hall
0: of him. Famer yet, according to Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Well,
1: you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, hey, Jordan Fans, is that your king? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like,
0: I, I, feel, I feel like. Anybody looking at his resume, regardless of where he's at in this whole thing, if you not say this man's a Hall of Fame, even if God foolish, forbid
1: he has some career-ending injury someplace in the first round of playoffs or something stupid like that, God, God forbid, he's going to the Hall of Fame, man. Like I understand, like like if he breaks his ankle tomorrow to...
0: and I was like, yo, guys, I'm done, never again. He's still going. There's the no way you tell me in five years that people aren't going to vote for him.
1: He's the I, first
0: unanimous MVP and, in the league. How is he not a Hall of Famer?
1: And, and to play devil's advocate and defend the old school, I understand what Jordan is saying. In that generation, we're just like we want to. We don't want to decide who's in the Hall of Fame until their entire career is finished. I get it but he's done more than a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame so it's, can, it's just like it's also it the is,
0: NBA Hall of Fame like let's be honest it's not the NBA Hall of
1: Fame that's the problem it's, the it's problem is the, the, the basketball Hall of Fame it's the Naismith Hall of Fame so yeah. they, it's the basketball Hall of Fame
0: so it doesn't even matter like Grant Hill's in there and let's be honest his pro career was nowhere close yeah, to being as and, prolific and, as his college career was, and he still and, made it in. It and C-Mac,
1: like. and no, no, we're not down talking either. One of them, we both love Grant Hill and C-Mac, but if this was an NBA Hall of Fame... It's I a, think it's go just, back to, like, top four it's, it's when we talk yeah. about
0: small forwards, you'll see how much we love both it's Grant Hill still, it's and T mac There's a C. strong
1: possibility that if it was just a strictly NBA Hall of Fame, they probably might not make it.
0: Right, because they haven't done enough in the NBA to warrant that, but when you say... It's for all of basketball.
1: And you talk about their influence on the culture and how great they were in their moments, but as terms of just NBA, it's unfortunately they probably wouldn't make it. Right. Um, so you
0: have Lakers versus Clippers out over there. I have which Lakers is interesting. versus
1: Clippers. And so then why not? Let's just pivot. So well, who do we think? So you. What do you think so? about last night's game? Well, no, we didn't finish. So you think it's going to be Bucks versus Lakers? Of course. And I think it's probably. This, I always put the king on top. This is difficult for me. Um. I definitely still think LeBron's the best player in the league. Mhm. But Kawhi was a beast last night. And I agree. Look, I
0: agree that he. And was it is a beast one game, but here, here,
1: but let me give my full perspective. I thought that he, in my mind. I thought that he was probably a little bit more bothered by whatever injury he had because he was kind of dragging his leg through the last couple runs of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But it seems like whatever he did in the offseason, like, he's 110%. Right,
0: and I fully agree that he had a lot of rest during the offseason, and he's fine for Game 1 of the series. I also feel that something that caused you to basically miss a year with the Spurs, you lost the rest of your playoffs, you effectively took a year off with the Spurs because I believe he only played, like, what, nine games that year?
1: Something like that, yeah. Took and then days.
0: you took basically the whole season off from there. Then you went with the Raptors. Load management. Whatever it was, that injury was still persistent. Mm-hmm. Even though you had taken oh, damn near a year off, a year and a half off from whatever it was, something that couldn't be diagnosed. Then you had load management for an entire year in which you did not play all the games, and then you hobbled visibly so throughout the entire playoffs after the first round when it was when it became more than evident you are not healthy i don't believe that someone says hey i did i won a championship i took maybe a month or two off and i'm perfectly fine when there's almost a ye- when there's almost 2 years of you not playing and once you started to get some regular minutes as of, uh, consistently, and you have to play every game, it pops back up. I don't think that you're fully so, healthy, and so I just think that he's saying that so here's to my, say it just
1: now. So here's my lukewarm take, Clippers vs. Celtics in the NBA Finals.
0: I mean, there's a possibility that, that happens. That's I mean, lukewarm take. I don't even see that as lukewarm, that...
1: There's no, it's not a hot
0: take. No, there's no heat at all to that take. It's it's not even lukewarm. Well, well, it's just here's, neutral. Here's,
1: here's the thing. Outside of us, most people tend to think the Celtics are going to. I mean, they think the Sixers are going to go. Like most people. So
0: your thing is more on the Celtics more than. Your heat's coming from the Celtics yeah. more than the 76ers. I, I haven't
1: seen anybody really put the Clippers with the Celtics.
0: I mean, everybody is picking the Clippers, and I feel like. There are more questions there than more people are willing to admit. Well, this
1: thing you brought up last pot, which is, which I will admit to, there is the Paul George question because if Paul George isn't...
0: He's almost not going to play until mid-November at best, December at worst. That's a month and a half off from the season.
1: And we don't know how they're going to gel it's together. It's at least going to
0: take him a month.
1: We're assuming that Paul George and Kawhi are going to play well together. We don't know because we haven't seen it.
0: And then after that, guess what? It's a month. And then the trade deadline is two weeks after that. It's two weeks into February. It's before the All-Star break. So therefore then, you bring in him at max. He has two months of playing with, jo- with Kawhi before you may see see that there's a move to make in order to improve the roster. I just don't know. Realistically speaking... How much time they have to play together before the full roster's set. And then it's also trying to figure each other out. And it's not like these guys have been old school friends. This is legitimately a phone call that happened during the middle of the night and said, Yo, do you want to play with me? And he's like, well, I called a whole bunch of other people and they all said no. They all had their own thing to do. And you're the one that didn't want to play with Westbrook. Which didn't make any sense why you resigned with them to begin with. But whatever and then it just boils down to like hey you're not that guy like i'm sorry i don't understand why everybody thinks paul george is going to be this grand savior i never well, s- i was
1: thinking about listen to him as a grand savior i think that he's just really good as a second option paul george is a second is a great second option on a championship team
0: uh, i mean yeah but it's like when you line that up with ad and lebron I think this comes down to a battle of bench. And I just feel that yeah, the Clippers have a better bench, but you're yeah. also dealing with a lot of guys that don't have the experience. Like, let's not act like Danny Green wasn't on that team. Like Danny Green has more championship experience than Kawhi.
1: Yeah, but I like from what so let's just get into last night. He game. also played with LeBron
0: before in his Cleveland days and now he's playing with him again in his Laker days.
1: So so let's just go on to the game from last night. the the heavyweight matchup. Uh it's uh and that and that's my bigger concern with the Lakers. I'm not too concerned with the way LeBron played, even with him getting older. I just feel like at some point him and Anthony Davis are still clicked in together. They're gonna play better during the season. They're gonna be great in the playoffs. I just have a lot more concerns about all the other pieces around the both of them. Um I also have concerns about Frank Vogel. So and again Obviously everybody listen to his podcast, I'm one of the biggest LeBron fans, and people say this all the time but this is true. He was hitting a lot of people last night, missing a lot of open shots. That concerns me. Continuous Caldwell Pope was like zero basically nothing on offense. He's not, if also, you,
0: not if you follow Lethal Shooter on uh, on um on IG. Yeah, okay. Well that, may, it. Be, that may be putting him through the ringer. K C P be hitting shots. My thing is is that I get what you're saying. But I don't I don't I'm not really concerned about the offense because I feel that
1: I'm definitely LeBron
0: nervous. more than any other superstar I remember watching is it doesn't matter what system it is, the system is always the same. Let LeBron do what LeBron does and we need shooting around him. That they that's, have no shooting. I think Danny Green, I think there's yeah. I think no, the thing that's is, it, is, it's uh, just Danny Green. Right, but they're also missing Kuzma right now.
1: Kuzma's a solid shooter. He's he's not a great shooter. And the I thing think about he's Kuzma more of a spark
0: plug that the bench was missing last night because I feel like if you add in 19 points from a bench player. Here's the
1: thing about Kuzma. A, we don't know how he's going about with maximum injury. Uh-huh. And B, which is more important than A, is we have no idea what Kuzma looks like in the playoffs. Of course no, I d- no 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 And, 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 that's I, and I get that and that's, and that's a lot there
0: But I also feel like There's a lot of vets On this team And for some reason The problem with the
1: vets Is the only vet That can shoot Is Danny Green That's my concern That's the thing uh, If they make some moves Like before the All-Star break I'm I don't feel like this, do.
0: I, I honestly don't feel and like this And that's the
1: only Saving grace they have Is this better Not be the last iteration Of this roster because they, uh, Danny Green is can't outshoot. I would have been so much more excited if it was
0: Cousins instead of Howard. Well, yeah, of course. Oh my God! If it was
1: Cousins, I would have said, "I don't care what the score was tonight." Team winning it. <laughs> like, yeah, if I'm Cousins, sorry, if this... Cousins, you know, well, it was decent, you know, not even like a hundred percent, but if Cousins is seventy percent of himself, then it's an entirely different team. It's an entirely different game. Yeah. I mean, him and Anthony Davis already have chemistry. LeBron just dumps the ball. It's entirely... It's,
0: it's almost not even fair because you move LeBron James to a spot-up shooter. <laughs> and it's just like... It, it, it's it a, a. make uh, him a spot-up shooter, especially if those two clear out that's as a, they swing the... Imagine, those two run the pick-and-roll, you finally overload the paint, so they kick it out, and they clear out the paint, and now you have LeBron James going baseline, one-on-one with the defender trying to close in on him?
1: Yeah. Lord! Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Not this year. But the other saving grace, I guess, for the Lakers is, which I don't understand, and what, and what the Frank Vogel thing is. They didn't run the offense that we saw in the preseason. They didn't run any high screen or high pick and roll, which I'm just like, why are you doing a like all like iso ball and why is there not a lot of motion going on? Well, my thing, look, and I get that, and I and I
0: also feel that one of the biggest differences between this game that most people don't understand is. This is almost a similar situation that Kawhi went into with Toronto. Probably to a lesser degree. But I'm going into a team that's already set. They know who they are. They know what they're doing. They have a coach. And I'm just basically replacing a guy that was already there. Right. I don't have to necessarily figure out and gel... So much more because these guys already understand their role, and I'm not trying to reposition everybody else for the Clippers. For the
1: Clippers, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: that's effectively a brand new team in which you brought in all these. Totally right. Right, so it's gonna take them time to gel, and I think that the problem last night was that LeBron kept trying to force it to AD, so that in his homecoming in his first game out over there, it meant more for AD to get that win than anything else like that, and I think. That's where all the turnovers came over. The passiveness from his game was there. And he wasn't attacking the basket in his noble fervor because I don't want this to be about me this year. My goal is to get you to resign.
1: Yeah, they want Anthony Davis to be MVP, I mean, basically.
0: And if I get you this win in this scenario, it
1: adds to your narrative already. And that's also my slight concern is that kind of the same issue that LeBron had with Dwayne Wade, which is who's going to be the leader. And I, feel that, I hope it doesn't take a whole season to figure no, that out. No,
0: I don't think that this is going to take the whole season to turn out. I think what's going to happen is, this is going to go around to mid-November. They're probably going to get off to a very tepid, almost 500 start, and everybody asks, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? And then LeBron James, as in LeBron James fashion, goes like, okay, I guess I got to lead this because he is the greatest player of all time and everybody's trying to catch up and what happens is that you regulate anthony davis to your wade role to your Kyrie role as the second best player the only difference here is that ad is a far better player than both of them and his fit works far better with them far better with him than theirs did with him and i think that's when it blossoms, and then you see that. Oh shit!
1: And if they run the correct offense, I because I, I think the offense
0: is just look. LeBron James wants AD on that pick and roll, and they and run I'm that saying. pick and, and roll what I'm from there. They and weren't
1: running it last night, and that's what concerns me. Because there's no reason. Damn near. I'm not even
0: sure if that concerns me. I'm more concerned. I'm more like it concerns me because if you ran that, they lost by season, ten without doing it.
1: That's, that is that is, and it. they
0: came back from twenty whenever they feel that they need to add this wrinkle in there or reinstall this into the whole thing, you now add the one thing about the game that everybody was calling damn near unstoppable and you only lost by 10 without adding in this unstoppable high pick and roll that everybody right. was so worried about.
1: Right.
0: For me, I'm just like, when that gets there, right. It'll be fine. Like, I'm not... It's the first out of 82 games. Right. I, I do not... There are no flags raised and nothing else like that. There are no flags raised like the way how the ones worked for the Pelicans. Which, there are some real questions there.
1: Here's the thing, right? Um, my take on... So, we're going to transition to Pelicans versus Rappers game.
0: Yeah, I didn't think you need to say that.
1: Okay, well, let's transition. My (laughs) thing is, like, because here's the thing. I didn't really want to talk about it. And the reason why is because I never believed in anybody on the Pelicans. Like, whenever I was just like, oh, well, they're giving up too much for AD. Again, I was never an Alonzo fan. I always felt like Markel and De'Aaron Fox were better than him. Like, just for me. That's saying And Jason Tatum Right Yeah It's, hu-
0: it's hard to say is better than him no. when Markell hasn't played No
1: What I'm saying is At the time of the draft Okay What I'm saying is from, I felt that the De'Aaron Yeah I what, what, were, what I'm saying yeah. is From the beginning I never was a fan of Alonzo Right Okay So To me I'm like Whatever I still don't know What Brandon Ingram is Everybody was like They preferred to have Brandon Ingram over Kyle Kuzma I still don't know What Brandon Ingram is They have J.J. Redick He's clearly past his prime he did. He did. Look. He
0: look. He, he looked. He looked good, good, good. last night. But well,
1: what I'm saying, he, he's past his prime. Um, Zion's obviously injured. And I like Drew Holiday, and that's it. That's the thing. Like, I don't like. To me, it's like everybody should be concerned about the Pelicans. I don't see them doing anything, right? Y'all got happy because y'all got Zion. All right, cool. I feel sad. I feel a little sad for Zion. I feel bad for Zion, and I feel bad for the fans. Yeah. Um. That's that. That's my take on it. Uh. <laughs> that's kind of like I don't really. I. I like everybody's like, oh, we're excited to see what The pelicans are gonna do or this that. And I'm just I like I could. I could see reasons I, for being
0: exciting. They look. They played the defending champs into overtime on a team with arguably without your best player.
1: Which who's the best player?
0: Uh, the, some people will make an argument that Zion's already their best player based I upon just, what you saw from there. But what I will say is you look, regardless of what
1: I think Drew Holland is your best player.
0: Where does Zion fall down on that list? Third? Second or third. And you took the defending champs, a la without without uh Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So you have to take that into consideration, but you're talking about a group that just finished playing with each other. You didn't add any free agents into the starting lineup, so OG and Obi is there someone that already knows the system, so you're not necessarily dealing with those chemistry issues. Right. And you took them into overtime and you barely lost without your second or maybe possibly third best player, depending on how you view all the other guys. I think he's the second, if not your best one, based on upside. But there's, Oh, he's yeah, based on upside. I think, that there's, I think that there's a lot to be positive about. The one thing I wasn't happy about is the fact that Lonzo wasn't on the court to end the game. And, like, him not being there is something that stuck out a little bit because I thought I was going to see him on the court. And I'm just like, if you said all this stuff about that three-pointer being there and all these other different things and the game that he adds, you expect to see him in these moments. And there's no better time than to do it than earlier in the season. The fact that he wasn't there tells me that even you, the coach, are not fully happy or fully excited or confident in where he is offensively. So all these things about a new jump shot and stuff like that start to raise a little red flags in my mind where I hope that the offense is there because he made some actually pretty decent passes last night. Did you see that one where he
1: drove baseline and then he did the fork? Yeah, he's he's a more than capable passer. You know what I mean like I, I'm not like a Lonzo hater I just never saw him as the Beast? yeah the star that some people saw you, him you
0: never saw him as Magic Johnson never
1: yeah no, no. I, I think the,
0: I think the comparisons were there just because of the physical traits
1: a tall point guard this is what I see him, I see him as a store-brand version of Jason Kidd. he's not frosted flakes he's a cereal in the bag you can eat it It's good like, Frosted weeks. Yeah You can eat it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can eat
0: it. First, first of all Those claiming The clutch In college When you didn't have Any money for
1: stuff Listen I didn't Listen, listen man Listen I don't go to college For a year they came and clutched when you broke in your early 20s. That is That's true. what I'm saying. Lonzo's a good... Th- you know what? They're, they're <laughs> going
0: to come and clutch this weekend because this podcast money ain't coming in yet.
1: Listen, <laughs> I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying it's not brunch with mimosas and crepes. That's all I'm saying. This crepes. You really like crepes? Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Have some class. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> well, don't don't do, don't do that.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sheesh. Have some culture, sir. I don't
0: want. I don't want. No. No, no. no. Give me. Give me a nice
1: chicken and waffles, please. Chicken and waffles is delicious. We ain't. We're not hating on that. No, I'm just. I'm just saying. Like
0: you went crates for like your brunch menu, and I'm just like. You probably could have went somewhere else that sounds a little little bit bit more savory and delicious. Here's the
1: thing. Crepes are a little bit lighter and a little bit healthier.
0: You're eating brunch and you're drinking drinks. I don't think health
1: is... Champagne is is not a drink. Okay. You got to drink two whole bottles of champagne to get drunk. That's not a drink. Champagne with orange juice is a drink? Yes, it is a drink. That's a drink. (laughs) Okay.
0: You know what? We got to go to brunch. That's it. Two bros rocking out brunch. Brunch style.
1: We should do a podcast. Brunch podcast what we should do.
0: Yeah, but brunches are usually noisy.
1: Now if we bring the brunch to us.
0: Then it's not brunch, it's breakfast. And I refuse to eat breakfast with a bro. I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) I refuse to eat breakfast with a bro. I refuse. That is a funny funny city. It's against
0: the bro code. How dare you, sir?
1: That is hilarious. No,
0: I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Zion being hurt really kind of killed a lot of the hype and interest in that game. Oh, yes. Yeah, over.
1: He's defi- definitely... So, here's something to delve into really quick because before we wrap up. So, now that Zion's probably not going to be Rookie of the Year...
0: Because he's most likely going to miss two
1: months. Yeah. So, who do we see as Rookie of the Year? Ooh. My man Tyler Harrell. You see him as Rookie of the Year? Yeah.
0: I think he's already a really good compliment with uh, Butler. I feel like the fact that Waiters got removed from the team for conduct detrimental to the team Mm. already kind of speaks a lot about more likely where he feels that he fits in in all this. And I think that there's a good possibility that with the spacing that he's going to get with Miami, with the way how that system already works... Like I said before, I have them winning their division, and I know you don't. But I just kind of feel like there's a lot to be really excited about there. And I feel like he could be it. Uh, but probably the more two obvious choices would probably RJ or John Morant. Because um, for rookies, it's not always dependent on how much So you think they RJ
1: win. or John Morant? I think John Morant or Kent Reddish.
0: You see, and maybe I shouldn't have listened to the Basketball Palooza yesterday from The Ringer and listened to Bill Simmons, but he did make up the point, and he was just like, he wasn't sold. I love Reddish based upon what everybody else said, right. but he was like, and this may go into the injury and everything else, like that, but he was like, yo, like, what's Cam Reddish's skill?
1: He's a great shooter. In his skills, he can shoot.
0: But even in his moments in Duke, he wasn't a great shooter, even he's a, he, in spot-up situations.
1: He's a, he's a third option, and here's the his thing. Most of the guys, and I don't really like to talk about he was positive, but most of the guys at the Ringer don't really watch college basketball. Like, they admit it, and they certainly don't watch high school basketball. So we're talking about Cam Reddish, who was projected to be, uh, basically, he could have went to somewhere else and been the man.
0: Oh, no. He was projected number two in the draft behind uh, RJ. Zion well, was the about, third.
1: I'm talking about before. I'm talking about coming out of high school. Yeah. So I'm high school. His high school staff put him at number two. Right. So, well, some people had him at number one. And the point I'm trying to make is he could have won. Yeah, they were, really? people, there were... Really? Because I, I was looking
0: at the uh, 98. I was looking at 24-7. I was looking at a whole bunch of these. Reddish were firm at two and RJ was always considered number rival one. Rival at
1: one point might have had him at number one. Like, oh, think about, okay yeah. The thing about it is they flip-flopped Especially from junior to senior to senior year. Because I know that the, the
0: point is Zion was always third whenever I looked at any one of those lists. Until he signed with Duke and then they
1: tried to bump him up to two. He was a, basically like their kids. And it's like, so you go to Duke. You've been the man since you were probably in middle school. And now you're a third option. And he's a rhythm shooter. That's the thing about certain shooters. He has to get into a rhythm. You're not going to get into a rhythm if... Andre's bringing the ball up all the time and Zion is the first option. I don't know how you get into a rhythm A and then I,
0: I, But my thing is is that are you walking into this scenario when you're with the Hawks that you're doing the same thing too. I feel
1: like he's a second option, definitely not a third.
0: I I would say that you'd probably put John Collins as your second option on that team after you've already dumped the ball off I guess. guess Trey brought it up, but then I guess
1: it's like it's again, it's like it's just system for the coaches. To me, Cam Reddish is the second option. To me, but I'm more like just me. I'm probably gonna build more around the guards, but I'm biased. Okay. I'm biased towards the guards. Or whatever. If I'm a GM or a, or a coach, I'm always gonna build around the backcourt. So for me, I'm definitely looking at Cam Reddish as second option. Okay. I mean, he's a, he's, a, Alex. He's, a, he's a six eight scorer. So I. I guess that's the perspective I'm looking at it. My thing is is that
0: even when Reddish was healthy out over there, and this is also... like I don't think that there's anything wrong with the talent, as you know. I actually like the Hawks to do fairly well this year because I assume that everything's working out. My question is that Reddish wasn't hurt all year, and the question that you have, especially when looking at it from this perspective, is the fact that even when he was healthy, I... If your best stat is scoring, even when you're totally healthy, I didn't see you always doing the scoring. Because guess what?
1: Because you're a third even option.
0: Even if you're a third option, like Lou Wills is a third option, but we never question his scoring or anything else like that. Like there Lou are players Williams, that there are the players thing. that you look you, at and but, you but go that's like, the point
1: I'm trying to say about them being younger. You're comparing Lou Lou Will wasn't Lou Will even his no, rookie but year. No,
0: that's not what that's not inherently what I mean. I mean there would have been enough flashes out over there for you to say. Because guess why? Coach K is like Coach K is just not some random coach out over there that goes like, yo, Reddish is hot. Feed Reddish the ball." Like if this guy's hot, why would I feature Zion or RJ? Well, you would feature Zion because Zion from a statistical standpoint was probably the most dominant player in NCAA history just by pure numbers single season rivaling that of Anthony Davis the numbers projected out career wise no but the numbers project out for that one season. for one season that the most dominant player was Zion who I think he outclassed AD with everything except for I believe like rebounds and I believe blocks but besides that RJ was, it's not like RJ was lighting it up every night. He was highly inefficient in college. And I'm saying, like, there's this, there's times when Reddish is hot and it's just like, feed the ball to Reddish. What I'm
1: saying is, we're at an impasse because we're just not going to agree on this. Okay. Like I said, I feel like you come from being the man and being a third option. There's a mental thing there that we don't have to deal with that he did. He's younger. And he's going to be the third option whether he's hot or not. And, and again, he's a shooter. Shooters need to get in a rhythm. Even the best shooters in the world. It doesn't matter if it's Kyle Korver. It doesn't matter if it's Redick. Lou has been a six man for most of his career. What I'm saying is let him get into a situation where he can get in a rhythm, where he can be a primary shooter sometimes. I don't even – Coach K is a great coach. We ain't going to question his coaching. I just don't think there's a scenario where Cam Reddish was going to go in with that trio and ever be treated in any game as if he was going to be a first or second option, and that's strange to go from being a first option for from fifth grade to your senior year of high school and then be like, "Nah, you a third option, stay in I the f- corner." I get what you're saying, but like, that's... I know
0: I know we're at an impasse. But what I'm saying is, is that I feel that you should have shown enough flashes, enough things out over there that. For any coach to kind of go like, yo, if you're hot today, guess what? Zion, you. And we plug you in there. I'm just saying that there was never the moment, whether you want to blame that on the fact that he hurt his foot or he broke his rib. I just don't think about that. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying that there were reports that came out. Right. Reddish's dad admitted the same thing, the same way how Reddish has come out and talked about he was not healthy his entire year at Duke.
1: And that's not part of my argument. So it doesn't need to be addressed.
0: Right, but that's part of my argument. It's just like, even if you're the scorer that you are, the flashes still were there. And you saw the flashes sometime when Coach K looks at him and says, we're calling for you to shoot this shot to win this game. And he said, this is the time that you step up as a man and you hit that shot. And guess what? He hit that shot. I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying it's like, if your best thing is scoring... I just feel that regardless of the scenario, a more flashes would have came out, and I'm not doubting his talent, and I believe that he's going to be great. So you in this think league. he
1: would show more flashes as a third option? Because my comparison, I think would there be, would
0: have been, I think there would have been the days my, where he my, showed up as my, a second option my, more my, than the third. My
1: comparison would be there's a ton of people, well not you, but a ton of people who did not see what James Harden is now. You did because you always like Harden more than Westbrook, so you have to discount how you think and feel. Okay, my point is there's a lot of people who did not see what James Harden is. But well, what I'm saying is, and is because that because it was a Duke, third option,
0: as an avid Duke fan, there were times when Reddish was not even considered the third option. Like we we tend to discount Tyus Tyus uh, Jones, right? And we, Trey, sorry, and. There were other players there. There were times that he disappeared completely on the yeah. thing. And I don't think... Look, I would love it if he made Rookie of the Year. Why? Because last year was... Well, last year was Luka. The year before that was Tatum. Tatum won?
1: Or Mitchell? do Dun- No. Well, Ben Simmons. Ah, yeah. yeah. Ben Simmons, Simmons won.
0: Ah, that was trash. Now, I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd love it for a Duke. I'd love it for a Duke guy to win because I just feel that that adds more to the legacy. And when Coach K finally walks into LeBron James's house and visits Bronny, <laughs>
1: yeah, he got this all mapped out.
0: How you think he gonna get Zaire? He get. He gets Zaire. And Marquette, who?
1: Get out here. So, so you think that Zaire and Bronny are gonna duke?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I never. But they're a year apart, though.
1: Oh, they are Zaire's a year older than him, right? Yeah, it's exactly so, either a year
0: or two older than him.
1: Oh, so you think Zaire's going to go first and then yep. going to go next? That, and again, that's if... I, I feel like they're going to go short to high school, but...
0: Zaire probably may not have the opportunity. Oh, yeah, he might have
1: opportunity, right? So I feel like... Wait, no, because that would be 2021... Right, right, right Yeah right, right, right. So Zaire will have to go to one year Cause it's not ratified Until the summer C- The CBR right, right, right. So
0: therefore He would have to be in the draft And the draft would have happened Before the CBA was ratified And everything else like that So So Zaire would play He would, play on he would year. potentially be a part Of the last class That had to go to college Right For that one Which was a very Un-American thing to do Anyway you
1: But know, I say to people all the time I'm just like First of all This is like Damn unconstitutional But That's a whole nother Yeah that's another pod. We could do a whole pod on that. I,
0: li- I like how we way went way off board and we got to college.
1: Because we're supposed to be wrapping this up, but we just decided to... <laughs> that is true.
0: Yeah, because you went reddish for... Uh, yeah, uh, we right
1: went reddish. We got into a more personal basketball debate yeah. and less about the pod, which Yeah, is I think, cool.
0: I think that all things considered, it's probably going to be Ja jo- if... Uh, if um if Zion doesn't come back, right, and unless Hero does,
1: yeah, Hero's there. Hero's there for me. As a if third he gets if chair.
0: he gets close to like twenty a game,
1: even Hero like twenty a game.
0: I think that if he, I said if he gets close to that, like 18, 17. that's how I'm putting it in my mind. Here's the thing. And let's say he shoots like plus forty from the
1: three. His name. I don't see either one of those things happening. I think he has a talent to do it. I just don't feel like with. Tragic, especially with Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy will take his shots.
0: Yeah, but I think Jimmy... Jimmy likes him a lot. And I feel like the thing is is that he's... I think what's going to happen is with Eric Spolstra. Especially that because of how three-point savvy the team is. And
1: you think they're going to work him more into the office as the season goes along?
0: Especially if he's producing at a level that's high enough. I think, it, I think Pat Riley and all of them are going to be like... We're not going to do this just because he's a rookie. I think it's just because you come in there and you can play... And this is actually the strange thing I've said that I, I don't understand why he went so low. It's like the last time Calipari had a guard that kind of measured out the same way. It was Devin Booker.
1: Well, Devin Booker ain't really been doing much.
0: In terms of winning, more because of his situation. But if he was on the Lakers with LeBron... You'd be talking about him a lot different. You're talking about
1: a different... Come on. He's talking what? about a dream scenario. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: no, but what I'm saying is... Hold on. Yeah, about no, him being with Rick Carlisle. Him being with Rick Carlisle instead of him being in that's um, another Phoenix, That's another
1: dream situation. You put him in perfect situation. I'm not situations. even saying he's with
0: Luca. I'm just saying that he's with Rick Carlisle.
1: Oh, so I thought you meant as of right now. No, I'm just saying oh, that
0: him with I'm Rick so Carlisle and... <laughs> Well, technically, there is a scenario that him with Rick Carla actually ends up with him with Luca. But what I'm saying is, just that I just feel that if he was in a different situation, well,
1: that's a lot of talented players like that,
0: right? And I just don't. Th- I just think that Devin Booker is one of those players that stats could translate to wins. There's just a dearth of talent around him, this, this and it's
1: this how I feel about Devin Booker. I feel like Devin Booker is the second best player on a championship team. That's off of the one different booker.
0: That's look, there's not many teams that we could talk about throughout all of NBA history that's won a championship, surprisingly. There's like 10 teams or something like that. Like, there's not many teams that have actually hoisted that championship. And then to say that you could have been the second best player on a team that does that, look, personally, I no, think, no, hey, not, if you say you're the fifth best player, I'll take it.
1: Oh, it's not a slight. I'm just saying. Like, you know, when you, like,
0: sometimes when people hear that, they take it as, oh, well, you're sliding him. It's like, there's only been
1: so many teams that have ever won championships, and if this is one of them that... Because, I mean, Spoltzer just said Jimmy is a top 15 player in the league, which is um, seems pretty solid. I don't, I don't see how that's a hot take at all. We, oh, had, him rated, we had him rated... We had him...
0: I had him in top fifteen. I believe you had him right yeah, out there. I
1: had him. I think maybe thirteen or something like that.
0: You no, know, I think we had Jimmy at almost the same exact spot. Then yeah. we had. I think I had him at thirteen. Like yeah. I think that realistically speaking, like okay, he's a top fifteen player. He's playing in a great system with great players around him. I think he has a lot there. I think that Tyler Harrow. In that scenario, especially if they they already noticed
1: something about him. Jimmy's another person who's like a second best player on the championship team. So like, I feel like... I don't see the Heat
0: actually ever winning a championship oh, with Jimmy no, Butler. But I, but I feel Hare.
1: like, again, in my dream scenario, you know what would never happen is, because I'm not like a big Joel fan, I would have tried to trade Joel for more shooting and kept Jimmy Butler as a scorer and a playmaker in a clutch with Ben Simmons. Right. I feel like Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, and more shooters... Especially if you were still able to bring over Al Horford. He's that guy that... Look, Joel Joel
0: Embiid, to harken back all the way to the other point, is their best asset if they wanted to
1: trade. Or Ben Simmons, whichever way you want to run the team. I
0: don't think you give up Simmons
1: because he has less of an injury history. Here's the thing. We don't give up Simmons, but there are a lot of people who feel like Joel Embiid is a better player. I
0: feel like that front office is way too smart to do that and go like, no, we'll give him up for the, I know what you're saying and I know where you're going to go and you're going to be like, oh, well, you know, and I'm just saying that from a logical standpoint, why would I trade the off injured Embiid for Simmons who outside of that one injury that held him out for a year, which is a freak injury anyway to break the Liz bone right there. Like, I think it's fine.
1: I mean, I feel. I mean, that's pretty much. (laughs) I mean, hey, I'm. We went here. We went there. We went everywhere. So,
0: for a final wrap up, you had the Celtics
1: versus the Bucks. Yeah, so I have the Celtics versus the Bucks, Lakers versus Clippers, and I have the Clippers versus the Celtics in the NBA finals. And who wins? Early season prediction probably the Clippers that's the finals probably the Clippers
0: okay so I have uh, Bucks versus so I
1: have Bucks versus the Lakers
0: Bucks versus the Lakers and I have the Nuggets as my Western Conference finals team because the Lakers knock off the Clippers in the semifinals out over there because they shortened bench
1: because Anthony Davis is going to average forty, and Mike can ain't doing nothing about it. I feel like, I feel like <laughs>
0: Lebron James is going to average a triple double, and Anthony Davis is going to average a very high double double,
1: almost a triple double with blocks. Yes, I, I, I see. Like if if the Lakers win it, I see it's because AD is going to like average thirty nine points a game or something. Really,
0: I, I would I would have assumed it would have been more Lebron James averaging a triple double. I the reason I say less Lebron,
1: the reason I say less Lebron James, is, like I said before, they're going to throw. They put Patrick Beverly on. So they're gonna throw Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi, and Mohartless at LeBron. If it goes seven games. So that's why my prediction is if the Lakers win, it's because Marcus Harrell cannot guard Anthony Davis for seven games.
0: Okay. No, okay, okay, I got
1: it. That's what I'm saying. All right, they have a that lot to though at LeBron and LeBron is getting older. But Montrezl Harrell ain't going to lock up 80 for seven games. I don't no. believe it. I don't. If, that, if that happens... And I got love for Montrezl Harrell. I like his energy. I like his game. He's a team player. Louisville but, Cardinal. And we all know that I love people that play defense. But he, he, he ain't going to stop 80 for seven games.
0: All right. So there we go. Uh, who's your pick for actually rookie year? I don't think you said it.
1: Well, I said it's between... It's a cold take. It's between Ja and Cam Reddish. I don't know who to pick. It's one of those two.
0: Okay. So I would have it if Zion's not... The caveat is if Zion is not there... At all. Because I I feel like even if he ends up playing 60 games and he does anything close to his efficiency in Summer League, even if he's only getting around 20 points a game, it's very hard to look at somebody that averaged like 20 points on like 83% shooting from the field, especially if he's able to get to the rim at that point. Look, if he's plus 60%, I don't think there's another way in order to look
1: at this if he plays the same way that he plays. Well, I feel like... Uh, he's out six to eight weeks. I feel like because he's a rookie, he's going to be out the entire eight weeks. And I feel like some, even if it's not my picks, I feel like he's either going to be Ja, Cam, maybe even Tyler. So one of them is going to get hot before he comes back. And, there's the, there's, and the thing about those type of things, there's always a narrative. So I don't know, even if he comes back, how is he going to jump back into that?
0: I think the narrative is already set in stone with the fact that you made sure that it was going to be the Pelicans versus the defending champs. Les Kawhi, knowing that that was supposed to be Zion's first game. I feel like there were better games on the East Coast that you could have uh, probably matched them up with, even of an East versus West thing. I feel like they, they were you could have probably altered the schedule in a way that well, you're mean, not Zion highlighting. But playing play in the game. So. Right, but you had already made the schedule knowing that the Pelicans had had it because the schedule came out after well, right. the draft. And right. I feel like the league has already kind of geared itself up to well, make I Zion. Say, with
1: him being out for the first six to eight weeks. this com- No, but I'm made. talking about in terms of
0: narrative. If he yeah. comes back and does anything similar to what he did in summer league, obviously less points, obviously less rebounds. But if he does anything close towards that from a number standpoint, you will not hear about any other rookie doing anything else like that unless, let's say for some reason, like Ja starts at, dropping like 25 a game or something else like that. And I don't see many rookie point guards doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would have to do something very comparable to what Luka did last year where he was just like, you have to look at him that much because this guy is doing
1: this. You Know what I'm saying? If Tyler plays the way you say he is, then... My man Tyler Harrell! If he plays the way you say he is, before Zion comes back, it's going to be hard for Zion. If, like you said, if if Tyler's averaging 20 points a game on above 40% shooting for three point, playing for a
0: team that's actually winning?
1: It's going to be hard for Zion to make that up. That's what I'm saying. It depends. It's a lot of depends. But it might
0: be that it might be just that hype and everything. Oh my god, look at it! He's this generational talent. That guy's just a shooter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we unfortunately got a lot of basketball fans like that. Yeah, that like, that's bad. L- like Zion Duck. and this is like, yeah, we know. But
0: <laughs> the, the thing I will say, he has an amazing touch around the basket. Yeah, he it's not just. Hands. It's not like it's not just dunks. He's actually laying up the ball. He,
1: He's got great hands. He he's explosive. Switch like, hands in the air. He has a great. He's got good core. Um,
0: I mean, he put on a hundred pounds since high school. Like he has to have a good core. Like it's it's a lot of muscle. I actually hope he slims down. He is very I would concerning. love to see. I would love to see him at like two fifty because I feel like imagine if he was just faster.
1: I would love to see him at two forty, but I don't know if that's gonna happen.
0: You're asking him to lose close to thirty five pounds. It's muscle, like it's not it's not fat. Like that's the problem with him. Like. How do you ask him to slim down in that sense and you're asking him to lose muscle? Like, it's not like he's pudgy. It's not like he's, he's the Kyle Lowry jokes.
1: I mean, yeah, he's solid, but some, some of it is muscle and some of it is fat. Like, but it's just, it's for his own health. I mean, I just feel like he's just, like, the way he's built and the way he plays, like, it's kind of like with Derrick Rose, is like, you're playing almost way too physical for your frame. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't want. It would be great if, you know, he had, like, better whatever, a better base. But he just doesn't. And, like, he goes to the basket full charge every time. He ripped his sneaker. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, he went to turn
1: and ripped his sneaker. And that's why I want to see him slim down. But you're right. He's probably not going to get down 240. But, again, we are totally off subject. Um, I think that's it for today. I think, yeah. I think next week we're going to talk about Whatever games are on the schedule at that time I will
0: be watching the maps
1: And I think I want to kind of dig into the CBA Even though it's earlier in the season Ooh, think, okay ooh.
0: Someone wants to be a capologist over here There's Nothing wrong with that Alright, okay
1: Well, about that thank money, you for listening Talk about that paper
0: You know it <laughs> <laughs> It must be your ass because it ain't your face Later <coughs>